Hey, what's up? What's good? It's me, Nova, back again with another podcast. I don't know why I started my intro like that. Either way, it's the spooky season, favorite time of year, and we're going to be kicking it off with a pretty interesting story, I think. We worked really hard on it, and I can't wait to see how this pans out. Um, Yeah, I did say we, because today we have a guest, and this guest might end up being more of a recurring co-host situation, so that'll be fun. And they're German, so they're going to make sure I don't butcher any of these names too bad, so that's fun. But, you know, this one's going to have a lot of violence, gore, cannibalism, of course, dismemberment, some sexual undertones, there's going to be... A lot of cursing because, you know, it's me and all. Uh, I swear a lot. And if any of that makes you uncomfortable, feel free to leave. Assuming you didn't leave, let's get into it. So, listeners, you beautiful, beautiful people, you weren't here for this, but we lost the audio. So this is our second attempt at this. Introduce yourself again. <laughs> again, yeah. My name's Toby. I'm here to help um, <laughs> with this episode for the second time now. Because uh, the person we are talking uh, about this episode is uh, German. Or, well, came from Germany at least. And his name is Armin Meibus. And I will obviously also be helping with some of the pronunciation. And yeah, I'm, I'm here to help. I don't know, but something about that. My name is Toby and I'm here to help. Just, I don't know why. Yeah, <laughs> it was because just, of the support crew that we had lovingly help us earlier. That's why, because one of them was called Tony. And it is very similar to Oh yeah, name. it was great. It was fantastic. We had three people and then they all had to team up and figure out the problem. But yeah, they didn't? The yeah, at the end, in the end, I solved the problem myself because I am such an IT expert. <laughs> Literally tech tech wizard. Right, let's get to the actual... The thing, line. yes. Alright. All right, so, do you want to start or should I? You start. Right, so as I've mentioned before, his name is Armin Midas, and he is also known as Cannibal of Ortenburg, uh, or the master butcher and the German name since, well, as I've said before, he is actually German, uh, is Dan Metzgermeister. So, what's your opinion on just the concept of giving people a nickname, or just the nickname in specific? The nickname is cool. Honestly. Like, honestly. Like, think of, think of any butcher ever. And they just, like, live in their life, doing their day job. Wouldn't they love to be called the master butcher? That would be, like, such a cool name like not people butchering not that i don't condone that but like just butchering in general just knowing that you're good at something and that you're called a master at it it kind of like brings a sense of joy however in his case uh yeah it kind of feels like uh, glorizing it doesn't it yeah it's like really it's like slapping a spotlight on him this guy kills people and he got a nickname for it like it's like a reward and it shouldn't really feel like a reward because he killed and ate somebody. So yeah, consensually though. Yeah, but that's st- <laughs> he still <laughs> killed and ate somebody. Well, yeah, of course it is, but it was consensually. So 
I mean, it's still horrible now, of course, right? But it was consensually horrible. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> All right. He was arrested in December of 2002, which was a year before I was born. Well, not exactly a year, but you get the point. And, you know, he was convicted of man's, man, manslaughter. I was going to say man's laughter in <laughs> sentence. January 2004 to eight years and six months in prison. Why do you think that was so short, Toby? Honestly, um, like, regarding the um, laws in Germany and everything, there was nothing, like, law-wise that specifically said cannibalism wasn't allowed. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe the case overall was too over- uh, overwhelming, and like maybe like the media also like promoted the case too much, and then like forced the government to act quickly, and then they couldn't really get it all sorted out properly. Yeah. But also like including the fact that apparently, um, I mean, was already. Um, very prepared and like already had talked to his lawyer and overall had apparently according to other articles had a very strong charm and everything and could apparently work it out properly which I mean Mm -hmm. at the end it didn't really bring him much because (laughs) there was a retrial in May uh, 2006 which like the conviction of murder and the sentence (laughs) of life imprisonment so oh well that's fun yeah like although he did um you know, at first managed to get, like, a lesser sentence of of manslaughter, which, I mean, in itself is still, you know, a bad sentence, right? Mm -hmm. Um, He still ended up, after a retrial, uh, to, like, get the worst sentence of, like, a life of imprisonment. So, What do you think about that? Sorry, I just had to mime to my mom to ask her to cover the birds for me. Interesting. (laughs) But, like, yeah, honestly, that's kind of, I was going to say that's understandable, however, it's really not, but it does make sense for the situation that it would be a shortened sentence because, you know, he was very prepared. Man mm. was better prepared than I could ever be, but... Yeah, obviously more prepared than the German government, but then again, they don't get shit done to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, any German government officials who could potentially be listening to this? I mean, that, that. Yes, either way, though, gotta make sure that, gotta make sure that everything ends up okay. <laughs> You're not in Germany, the only one that will be in trouble. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> still, still, either way. Right, okay, so maybe we should clear up what the actual reason for the sentence was because we haven't explicitly said what it was yet. So, he, uh, the reason, yeah, he guy. <laughs> well, that that will be the short version of it. But like, he murdered and ate the guy, uh, who would be called a voluntary victim, uh, in two thousand one, named Bernhard Amando Pandas. Um, but yep, at the same time, like, just naming this person who vol- volunteered for it and actually said, "Yeah, you could do this and that to me," and whatever. I wouldn't necessarily want to call them a victim, but, like, kind of more, like, a casualty, but at the same time, that doesn't sound completely right either. So, like, what do you think about that? Well, honestly, I completely agree with that, because 
Like he said, he did consent to it.、Uh, he responded to the ad. Like there was, yes, there was an ad that was like, "Can I eat you?" And he was like, "Sure, man." And well, it didn't go down like that, but it, I basically just summed it up. <laughs> If that's how it went down, this whole case would have been so much more interesting. Well, I mean, I have to be honest; it's interesting in itself, but at the same time, it's kind of. <laughs> it would have been so much cooler if they were just like, "Yeah, sure, dude." <laughs> I mean that sums it up, but the fact that it's in German kind of makes it even worse, because it's really uncomfortable to read German dirty talk. Oh yeah, I mean, that that I can understand. It's it's uncomfortable to read English dirty talk. What do you mean? Well, yeah, no, I, I don't、Either、think it's、way. that bad. It's not as bad as German. Gotta be honest with you, but yeah, let's let's move on. Moving along, yeah, it's kind of unfair to call him a victim because he did ask for it. Like, I would classify a victim as like somebody who didn't really. Asked to be in a certain situation, but it had happened to them anyway, like something traumatic or yeah, like, like against their will, basically.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm, I'm just realizing, basically, just rephrasing what you said. But either way, <laughs> it's he's not really that much of a victim because he asked for it, so he just kind of carried out his fantasy. Yeah, that basically sums it up, right?、Um, would you like to start talking more about who this person actually was, the the that person? Bernd Brandt. I love his name. It's so fun. Okay, he was born in Berlin, and he was the son of two doctors—not one doctor, but two. He studied electrical engineering and eventually became an engineer at a, like at a big company. I don't think it men- they mentioned what company, but it was a big company, so that's yeah, great. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they would like keep it confidential in order to not like ruin the reputation. Maybe it is out there somewhere, <laughs> but like it's just like some basic ass electric company. I mean, you never know. I might know that company. You could be getting electricity from that company right now, and you'd never know. Yeah, exactly. Cannibalism,、uh, electricity. <laughs> We convert flesh to electricity.、Uh, his private life was kind of boring, also. Well, not to not to say that he he lived a boring life. But I'm sure his life was great. But either way, it wasn't all that eventful.、Uh, he had he was basically in and out of. Women's houses, moving in, moving out—you know how it is. And he had a lot of long relationships, so he had that going for him. And then one day he was just like, "You know what? I'm gonna explore my sexuality a little bit." And then he discovered that, "Oh, cool! Men are cool." And he discovered that he liked men, and he kind of just played around with that. Yeah, yeah, that that does sound familiar, but.、Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but, but like the thing I've noticed, like I've、uh, like I've said the first try we did this. <laughs> um, the thing I've noticed, like while doing my research, is um, people just tend to call him gay, just saying like, oh, he's just a gay man. He only likes men. Well, yeah. As you've as you've mentioned before, he's already been in relationships with men, were women, and it was never explicitly said that. Oh, he couldn't actually have a proper relationship with them. If anything, he had a proper relationship with them too, right? Yeah. And、um, I, I find it kind of like unfair to people. Well, not the bi people or pan people or omnisexual people or anyone wants a cannibal to represent them, of course. But it still feels like, oh yeah, just erasure. It, it's not really. It's like saying, "Oh yeah, only gay and straight exists," and that kind、mm-hmm. of stupid, you know. 
as an omnisexual person, I can confirm that they are rarely talked about. However, I'm kind of chill with it because I don't really care either way. But, you know, other yeah, people might enough. take offense to it. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm pretty sure you don't want a fucking cannibal to represent you. And like I said, me personally, I don't care. But yeah. then again, my opinion doesn't really, I'm not like a higher up. I don't <laughs> have authority over anything. Yeah, fair enough. And then again, like, like regarding the fact that, like, apparently he's claimed, yeah, he's just gay. Like, he did explore his sexuality, like, secretly, or at least fairly secretly. Um, because, like, apparently even those closest to him weren't, like, aware of his behavior. Like, along with the behavior of, like, him having this really strong longing to receive pain. Which, like... Masochist! Also- <laughs> <laughs> it also led to him wanting to have this, like... Is his genitalia removed, right? And castration. <laughs> yeah, no more kids for him. Nope, none. Honestly, I think that's a good thing. Um, but like, if you think about it, like, it, there must have been some sort of um, experimenting and thinking, quote unquote, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that must have taken place because you don't just go like from, oh, I don't, I don't really give a fuck about it to just like yeah cut my dick off like you, you don't you don't do that right you don't just go from this to that like, you don't maybe just wake up one um, morning wanting to get your dick removed. yeah that's the thing maybe maybe um maybe some of this is also influenced by what happened to him in his childhood right which we will be mm-hmm. talking about in a second um but i still find it weird how apparently not a single person could tell that like something was happening with him and apparently uh, those people were so close to him right like how did they not know honestly yeah that's really valid i also wanted to just like get across the board if i make jokes about any of these things i'm not making light of the situation i'm not making fun of the victims humor is just how i do things and that's me of course that's basically it humor is just how i do things i'm not I've got no, like, hatred toward any of these people, or, well, I mean, let me get my word out properly. I don't, like, nothing I say is to be taken harshly. That's, that's basically what I'm, I was getting at. However, yes, that whole thing is interesting, um, with the whole dick removal and all. (laughs) Yeah. Like, like I said, I find it really weird how apparently no one noticed his behavior. Like, you don't just switch from this to that within a day without anything happening, you know? How secretive did he- how secretive did you have to be in order to hide that from all those people? Like- Yeah, like, that's the thing, like, for example, uh, the mother apparently didn't know the father, <laughs> and apparently no one know- knew, and that's- that's just like, it's odd. Just a heads up, I'm gonna go get my dick removed. Hope that's okay with you guys. Like, I love that. I love that for him. I mean, at least... I was gonna say at least he lived out his dream, but, like, then again, that's a kind of odd dream to have. Yeah, like I've said, it, like, the, the removal of of wanting to have his fucking dick chopped off, it, it, <laughs> it might have come uh, from, like, his childhood, and he might have seen it as, like, a suitable punishment for, like him in the eyes of like feeling as though he contributed to the death of his mother because um his mother uh while he was young 
uh, committed suicide, but the father um, lied to her to Bern about it, saying that like she died in a car crash, refusing to like tell him. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, no, she just died in a car crash. It wasn't suicide or whatever. And I'm assuming that as soon as he found out, um, he was like, "Oh yeah, why were you trying to uh, like, uh, like not tell me? Is this my fault?" And maybe he saw this as like this punishment toward himself for it. Like, mm-hmm. Do you think it was a good idea that the father lied? Because clearly, this might have not been the smartest choice. Honestly, that can have pros and cons. Um... Yeah. If he was like lying to protect his son, uh, that would kind of make sense. Although either way, she died. Uh, it doesn't really—you can't just sugarcoat the fact that she died because she's she died. So there's really no way around that. However, maybe at the time he just didn't think that his son was capable of hearing that kind of thing. He just probably was trying to save him, but. Then again, maybe it wasn't honestly the best idea because that's where it got him. It really fucked with his head a lot. So he just put him in the mindset that like he thought that he could have caused it, or you know, like. Poor yeah, dude. I feel like yeah, like like I said, I feel uh, like like you said as well. Um, I I feel like it might have been like he might have been too young to understand that he didn't mm. go like oh yeah you're like I don't know eight years old your mother just committed suicide she killed herself um, and like I think it would be um, more better to process for a child that the mother died in a car crash than the fact that she willingly wanted to not be with them anymore. You know? Mm-hmm. Because, honestly, as a kid, hearing that, it it probably wouldn't be the easiest thing to understand. And it would raise a lot of questions for him, and he would just end up feeling like it would be his fault. And it's just... Which, which he did, by the way, in the end. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't really save him from anything, honestly, but... I feel like he's they still... should have just talked it out properly. Yeah. You know, because I'm assuming that there was just like, yeah, by the way, it wasn't this and that. Maybe the father didn't even tell him, but he found out himself somehow, right? Mm-hmm. And then that, uh, he refused, well, he didn't refuse to tell his father. Oh, yeah, I know. But like, he just let his father believe that um, he didn't know. And therefore, he just like started to make up this scenario that like, oh, yeah, it's my fault that the mother is gone and all that stuff. So maybe that was the scenario. Mm-hmm. Moving along. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, <laughs> like, a thing that also um, stood, about, uh, stood out about the person, uh, about Bert, uh, was that during the time when he met up with Amin, um, he already had a husband. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, he, he already had a husband. Um, but, like, even before the time he uh, met up with Amin, he had a husband, right? And... Uh, before that, before meeting with him, he had already cheated on his husband frequently before... Um, Scandal. And he did that by frequenting male prostitutes at the... Oh! Oddly uh, specific, the uh, Berlin Zoo train station. Um, which, like, it, it begs to ask the question of, like... 
did they not have a good relationship or was there like some kind of fight because like apparently or how they reported it at least uh the husband was actually someone that was like really reliable and someone that you could like proper count on you know so like why why did bad feel like he like he had to cheat you know well i've heard from people that like sometimes people cheat because they're lacking something in a relationship and like not even joking i had a friend who told me that and i mean maybe he just felt like he was too cuz like when you said he was kind of a masochist and needed a little bit more um when you said his husband was reliable like i'm thinking maybe maybe his husband wasn't like giving him exactly what he wanted in bed question mark yeah, but like enough wasn't kind of being as rough as he wanted to because it sounds like he was a nice guy. It sounded like he yeah. was just like a genuinely like nice dude and didn't want to like hurt anybody and obviously that's what Bernd wanted. So yeah, fair enough. But like the thing is like also because as I've mentioned he's he's been going uh, going to like male prostitutes for a, a relatively long time during his time he was also married. And something that also strikes me as kind of odd is like that, like, because one of the prostitutes also claimed that Bernd, uh, like I said uh, before, enjoyed getting his, like, genitalia bin, and... Oh? <laughs> and the, the prostitute's been asked multiple times, even, like, been offered money by him, to, like, sever his dick off his body. Right, oh, and oh, I, find oh, it, oh. I find it weird that the prostitute didn't go, like, listen here, you might want to get, like some help mentally and stuff um and look i don't think it's a good idea trying to like talk to him about it i mean to be fair it's just a prostitute or well they're they're just a prostitute they didn't really i'm, I'm assuming it's like oh yeah well it's just another person right i'm just not gonna do it and the rest mm-hmm. of it's not really my business and in all fairness they they couldn't have known that this would happen right yeah I still feel like you could have oh well not necessarily alerted authorities because there's no real reason to do it and keep in mind this was like in a time where non-straight people were not as accepted still um so maybe he like the prostitute was also not sure that he would be taken serious right so maybe just brushed it off yeah, that does make sense. It is that is actually possible or maybe like he thought he was like joking until he offered money. Yeah, but then something. He didn't really he he might have thought it was just like a fantasy. I mean to each their own, but that's pushing it a little. Yeah, so like I think like overall um Baptist victim, as we've like established so far, um, he did have quite some not so pleasant events in his childhood, like his mother killing herself and the father not telling him, which can either be good and or bad. Um, but like, also just like it kind of feels like he's just been like pushed on to just further relish in his fantasies without any mm-hmm. sort of help, along with the fact that. It seems weird how the husband is, like, described as reliable and someone you could count on. But at the same time, the husband didn't really notice how Bound must be different, I'm assuming. Because if you're married to someone, I'd like to think that you notice 
different behaviors and like going out and all that. Yeah. Like, or whatever, you know. <laughs> Where are you going again? Uh, store! <laughs> yeah, I'm just, just buying some soup. <laughs> That's the eighth time you went to buy soup this week. I like soup. Yeah. <laughs> but like, at the same time, um, he, he could have like went to his husband and said, "This isn't really working for me. Maybe yeah, we could, yeah, exactly. Maybe we could get a little rougher in our whole intimacy thing. Like maybe he could have actually spoken up and said yeah. something about it instead of like going out and." You know, soliciting prostitutes to get what he needed. He could have mm. mentioned that to his husband and maybe things would have worked out for the better. Yeah, probably, honestly. Like, a lot of this stuff could have been prevented if certain things were done, but, like, sadly, they weren't, really. Life would you like be to unfair. move on about the killer? Starting to talk about that guy now, or...? Yeah! Go for it. Oh, I am so excited to say this name. <laughs> Alright, so he was born in Essen, Western Germany, Western, Western Germany, on December 1st, 1961, son of Waltraud. Um, she, he had two brothers, uh, I'm not even gonna try for those names, Toby Help. Yeah, right, so (laughs) those two brothers were, uh, allegedly, because I only found one article really about it, um, that said the brothers were called Wolfgang and Ingolbert, but there's no real confirmation and I tried to look those names up with the last name Mivas, but I couldn't really find anything about them, nor like a confirmation that it's them. I found one um, person that works on roofs and the person does kind of look like Amin Mivas, but, of course, you can't just go after looks, right? Yeah. Because it was mentioned that um, Waltraud was um, married to a couple other people before um, Amin's father. So it was entirely possible that, well, they were his half-brothers. So they yeah. could have had different last names, different features. They could have just been, like, entirely different families, for that matter. And even better, his father left when he was eight without saying goodbye or anything, like not even explaining. And what's worse is that he took all the money. He just took everything and left them the house. And that was pretty much all he left. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and I think the reason why the father left also, um, because like, Vatold is... um, has or apparently had uh, quite the strong character of wanting to like rule everything, dominating everything, right? And um, it probably was um, that the father didn't really like her behavior, and that might la- uh, be why he left without like leaving them any mm-hmm. kind of money or valuables or anything. And if you work that in with like what kind of effect it might have had, like on Armin. It might be that, like, because they were close, his father and Armin were, were close, that maybe Armin felt, like, full-on betrayed, because he was like, he might be like, yeah, why did you leave me alone without explaining anything, mm-hmm. um, or whatever, and you didn't even leave us any money, so we would be okay off or anything, you know? Yeah. I mean, the house itself, at least they were left with the house. The house was pretty damn big. It had 36 bedrooms, and... 
honestly, that's like twice the size of my family right now. So, <laughs> no, like three times the size of my family. Like, imagine three of me living in a house like with myself. Ugh, that would be horrible. Either way, it had like a really rustic, outdated medieval feel to it. And that would often cause um, Wolthrog to make, like, arm, in, like, you know, kind of like a slave. I'm trying to figure out the best way I can put this. She would force him to serve her and kind of, like, address her as a superior because she was just that manipulative and controlling. Um, but shortly after the father left, the brothers left Amin too. Uh, I think they were pretty close. They would play games and stuff and ride horses yeah, and yeah, all that yeah. fun stuff. Although there was a massive, well, a quote-unquote massive age difference, they still, like, play with him and everything. And I think yeah. they, they, they wanted... Of course, at some point you need to leave the house. Uh, well, you don't have to, but, like, it makes sense to leave the house in order to get, like, higher education and, like, actually start your own life, you know? hmm And they went... They went and they kind of tried to further their education, kind of start their own lives. And then just to just to add some more pressure on the Amin, his grandmother died, which mm. can only can only help with the, the little rage ball that's inside of yeah, it. Yeah, because it, it actually it just feels like it's like assuming that this was like a fairly short amount of time like the father leaves and then both your brothers leave that and those three you assume they were the closest people you were like oh yeah they would never leave me they would never just betray me or anything and then all three of those leave and then uh, so coincidentally the grandma dies as well right Mm -hmm. and losing four family members in such a short amount of time well quote unquote losing them because the brothers didn't die right but uh, the father did not either, but he just didn't contact them anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, quote unquote, losing all those fa- family members in such a short amount of time, it must have done something to him mentally. And I'm not saying that that's all that reason, and it's, I'm not saying it's the, the father's fault. But it sure as hell helps. Right. But it definitely had a massive impact on him. Yep. And like I was saying about the whole dressing Amin up in like little medieval outfits, she would also call him like really feminine pet names and like nicknames in front of his friends, which would, you know, I remember being a kid and my mom would call me cute nicknames. I'd be like, mom, my friends are here. I would get all embarrassed and shit. And I could only imagine how he felt with his mother, like, purposely using these names to try and humiliate him. Yeah, like, especially, like, during a time where um, being called feminine as a man was a big no, right? Because as soon as you act even the uh, slightest amount of feminine uh, as a man, you're going to be instantly called gay, right? Yep. Um, And um, at the time, of course, uh, when he was young, uh, I'm more than sure that that was everything but accepted. Um, and that must have been really harsh, right? And like, maybe also him being like constantly labeled as this feminine man, he might have also felt like, oh, I'm acting so feminine, 
what if I have to be gay because I act feminine, you know? Like, I'm not saying that people have to be gay to be feminine because that's fucking bullshit, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, or the other way around or whatever, right? And it might have also just added to it, you know? Like, added more pressure and just... Because because the mother also forced Ami to stay at home and, like, serve her as though, like, she was, like, the later of some manner, right? And yeah. Just, just, like, some butler or servant at a young age as well. And she, uh, as you said before, she even made him dress up the pot, right? And, like, mm-hmm. how, how could nobody notice that there was a whole big house and everything and the mother was treating the, I don't know, ten-year-old as a servant, right? And they were dressed up and everything. So it's not like, oh, they were dressed normally and you could throw off the act, but they were, like, dressed and everything medieval style. How did that not get caught or anything, like, throughout this long span of time? Well, my thought is, it's... Honestly, if they had caught them, people would listen to her over him because, oh, he's a child. He's not really gonna tell them what's going on, right? He could be lying for all they know. Yeah, yeah. And, like, if they were to say something, his mother probably, like, swore him to secrecy or something. Like, Mm. don't tell anybody about this or, I mean, I'm sure there was something going on because if other people knew, they might have done something to step in or maybe they just saw it as, like, a harmless game. Because, if you think about it, there wasn't really anything that horrible happening it wasn't like blatant abuse it was just like people might have been just kind of thinking that it was their little thing like a game that they were playing yeah yeah and taking account the time of course of like uh, when this happened right yeah yeah (laughs) and I think I think like also because uh, as I mentioned before like all those people leaving and everything uh, he had like no one really to talk to because assuming the mother because of how she treated him, she was more than likely not going to listen to any complaints that he had or like his feelings mm-hmm. or anything. He um, he also made up like an imaginary younger brother, uh, whom he actually nicknamed Frank, and he told him very intimate ideas and sexual fantasies that he had, which is odd <laughs> if you think yeah. about it. as a child that he already had these fantasies. Um, and I also find it weird how the mother never caught him talking to Frank, apparently. It's odd. Maybe he just talked to Frank in his mind. Maybe yeah, I was going to say, telepathic papers. communication. Maybe only on papers or something, and the mother somehow never found the papers, right? But it's also um, quite notable, if you ask me, that in the messages that he later put um, in the advertisements that he later put onto a certain website that we will talk about um, he named himself on that website after his imaginary younger brother Frank so that's also another aspect that I surprisingly didn't see many articles talk about any of them actually like none of them actually addressed that but I feel like that's actually still a notable little thing, in my opinion. Yeah, honestly, that would make a pretty good little alter ego for him. Because, of course, you're not going to go on a website as a cannibal looking for a victim and use your, like, full, like, real name. 
Yeah, of course. I think the guy running the website has his own little pseudo. Yeah, like his his full quote unquote full fake name. Yeah. So, but <laughs> you can't remember a time when you were talking to your younger brother about your sexual fantasies. Like, no, because I actually <laughs> have a younger brother. <laughs> I don't. Either way, <laughs> that's not something that I would do with a younger brother. Yeah, anyway. I wouldn't either. Any sibling. No, it feels weird. You, I mean, if you just casually talk to your sibling, like, yeah, I, I did this and that with someone else. I, I feel like if you actually have a good relationship with your sibling, I don't think it's too weird. But if you talk about, uh, about like, oh yeah, I like to have this and that done to me to your sibling, it feels weirdly suggestive. And I don't think that's really pleasant to think about. I want to eat a man. <laughs> cool. Yeah, to your sibling. And they're just like reaching over and dialing 911. Like, yeah! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, a good, like, little grounding point, which could have, a foundation, rather, that could have started his whole, like, lust for human flesh. He really, he... He liked the story Hansel and Gretel when he was young. Yeah. And I think maybe I'm just just going to throw it out there that maybe the whole witch fattening Hansel up to eat him <laughs> might have put an idea into his head. I don't know for sure. But you know the funny the, the funny thing about that also is um because you know it's uh Hansel and Gretel or well yeah Hansel and Gretel. The thing is uh, a lot of those kind of tales um, to the German listeners, you already know. Um, <laughs> those kinds of tales are very, or were very, very common to read out to your children in Germany, at least, right? And you'd have stories like, "Oh yeah, children get lost in a forest, get eaten by a witch, or whatever." Uh, but you would also have other stories where children get baked into uh, pastries or whatever, right? So Mm -hmm. there were morbid stories as children, and I have to be honest, I kind of blame German parents for that but at the same time you can't really You hear that? German parents were after you (laughs) Yeah, how dare you (laughs) You Shame up a on lot you. of children. You messed up a lot of German children. Like I remember reading something like that. Uh, somebody said that there was like 800 cannibals in Germany. That could be why. Just I mean, the yeah, sheer no amount solid, of it. Yeah, there is no solid law against cannibalism. Like I said, loophole. <laughs> yeah, sums it up. Legal loophole. But like, yeah, yeah go on. The um. I get that it's supposed to be, like, a cautionary tale, like, Mm. this is what happens if you go in the woods at night, but then again, the mother just kind of, like, shipped him out there. Either way, um, this is not a podcast about Hansel and Gretel. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Or Germany and its beautiful tales for children. Fun fact, though, the first episode of my podcast was gonna be covering Hansel and Gretel, but then I never got to that, so, either way. And, even better... He read Robinson Crusoe, I believe, when he was either 10 or 12. Mm-hmm. And one of the characters named Friday, I think that's how they said it. I don't know if it had, like, some special pronunciation, but... No, it's just Friday, because Robinson Crusoe nicknamed this tribal person 
uh, after Friday because I'm not a thousand percent sure, but I think it's because the day was Friday or he liked the word Friday. I'm not sure, but it was something along those lines. So yes, it's just pronounced Friday. So they were, like Toby said, they were. This was like a tribal person. So it was kind of in their culture that cannibalism was normalized, and that kind of just made our go like whoa that's cool i'm gonna do that and like especially with how they normalized it in the book he was young his mind was impressionable and he probably wasn't thinking about oh yeah that's part of this person's culture he was just like oh cannibalism's cool i can do that like it kind of sparked the ideas for him a little bit more because the the, the thing is also like the, the reason why i don't a thousand percent understand why he decided to side with the cannibal, right? Is because the quote-unquote hero of the story is Robinson Crusoe or whatever, mm-hmm. but also Friday, in my opinion. Friday is just better. <laughs> um, but Robinson Crusoe uh, must have, like, somehow convinced the character to, like, not eat him, right? Because, like... He must have somehow said that, yeah, cannibalism can't be good, right? So, like, how would that not have the same effect on uh, Amin, right? Why would that be like, yeah, look, cannibalism's not good, you shouldn't eat people because they are, well, people. And um, maybe the reason to why he still had this side is that, like, he took the side of... um, Friday, the the cannibal, I mean, like, oh, why are you just letting yourself be convinced that easily, right? And, like, yeah. Further, like, encourage this hate, uh, or a hate to people who were against cannibalism? Honestly, I'm... It could be! That's one way to explain it. Maybe he just didn't see the how it could be that bad, and... Well, since the whole Hansel and Gretel thing, he was kind of, he started to have an interest in that. So maybe seeing it in another book was kind of like, hey, this is a sign. And it could, (laughs) this is a thing I should do. But like, I feel like the moral of the story in this whole episode is just going to be, do what you see in books. Don't actually though. But I don't condone any of that. Understandably, you shouldn't really condone cannibalism. No, I don't. But seeing as how he was so, like, what's the word? He was, like, brought into the world where all these stories were kind of just there. Like you said, it was popular in Germany. He kind of grew accustomed to it rather quickly and learned that it couldn't have been a bad thing if there's so many books about it. Like, can't be that bad. He was probably convinced otherwise. Yeah. I mean, like, besides that, like, you know, he had all those stories and everything. He also frequented butcher shops, I'm assuming, like, after his fas- uh, fascination grew a bit more over it. Uh, like, where he could actually watch the butchers uh, work on the meat and, like, how the best cuts would be uh, gained out of stuff and, like, this was already kind of like well probably at least kind of like this settling into this obsession as in like yeah I have it now and I'm starting to like actually further encourage myself to learn more about it so I can actually go through with it yeah 
and I feel like obviously you can't fucking prevent someone from going to a butcher right but there must have been some signs that it was a bit odd that he was like let's say for example in order to ask um, he went to a butcher and was like yeah how do you know what part of a creature or animal or whatever is the most tender right because must have figured it out somehow right? he must maybe, have done maybe it maybe through trying outside. maybe through trying later on right mm. but he must have asked some odd questions to a butcher or maybe somehow been able to see it himself i don't know i like to think that it's just like beef pork jeremy age 32 chicken <laughs> Okay. I'll take a half a pound of Jeremy, please. <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah, that's that's something that he actually humored as well as a child when he was ten, where he'd be like thinking, "Oh yeah, what if instead of like, oh yeah, pork, chicken, or whatever, it actually says uh, like I don't know, like you said, Jeremy, sixteen or whatever the fuck, right?" Uh, Long like hair. sports yeah play sports <laughs> like long walks on the beach <laughs> yeah basically <laughs> and it's yeah he humored that as well honestly I can just see him staring at a butcher just like heavily breathing on the window yeah and honestly I feel like then he might have been reported yeah yeah just pulling up to a butcher like what knife do you use just asking for a friend um uh, you know my friends yeah, asking for a fr- yeah because asking for a friend's even better you know oh <laughs> who's your friend uh the butcher fuck. down the street the, the butcher that's like my dad <laughs> <laughs> yeah because he was still present <laughs> definitely definitely 100 percent right. um but like he more than like a um, also like frequented these butcher shops like besides the fact that he had this like overly weird obsession about cannibalism um it's like that he actually seemed to crave the flesh for like connection reasons as well which can mm-hmm. obviously be connected to like this uh, the father leaving the brothers and everything else right yeah um, uh, and he thought that if he were to consume uh, a human like human flesh fully consensually like that the person was actually like yes you can definitely do this uh, that they actually be with him forever which doesn't really make sense because you should have at least a part of it but <laughs> uh, but like um, as uh, as mentioned before it would have to be completely consensual or it would just not work you know you'll live forever in my red blood cells I don't so think like- that's how food works Wait, no, yeah, kinda. I don't know. It's been yeah, a while. Cause, cause, yeah, because honestly, I'm, I'm definitely no expert in biology or whatever. Like, but I just, the only thing that I quote unquote know is like, you do take in foods right in, like, your body takes certain parts of the food, to put it as simple as possible, certain parts of the food and uses it to reconstruct parts of your body. So, in order, things that aren't working as well can be shut off, like dead skin, for example. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> I'll think of you the next time I shed my skin. Like, <laughs> <laughs> interesting. <laughs> you just imagine, just like, 
Honestly, he just eats some guy named Richard, sheds his skin, is like, oh, bye, Richard. <laughs> Basically, slips it up. Well, like the thing is, look, the thing is, like he never actually like, well, at least as far as it's been reported, right? He never actually forced someone into it, but like, I, I think he might have like done this whole yeah connection thing, like I've said before, because of like this abandonment by the father, the brothers, and then the grandma dying as well. Right, so he like had this really strong need for someone to actually stay with him, someone that cared for him to actually stay. Um, okay. He kind of he probably used this as some form of coping mechanism, which obviously is not healthy. Yeah, no, I think he, I think he, I think he might need a little bit of a better one. <laughs> My coping strategy is humor. What's yours? Eating people. <laughs> yeah, it was obviously not good, right? But like the things like, since the the mother couldn't have been good, obviously, right? If he actually was longing to eat people in order to actually have a connection, yeah. Because uh, would you like to elaborate on that part? Yes, she would um, <laughs> manipulate him like a lot if he wanted to leave the house to go like hang out with a friend. I was about to say go make out with a friend. I mean that too, probably. No, either way, who knows what he was into? He, what he's he's he, he's he's a grown ass man. <laughs> um, he would like ask to leave the house, meet a friend, and his mother would basically just guilt trip him into staying and taking care of her because I believe at that time she uh, had a car accident and survived. That, that was actually later on. Oh, it was after. Yeah. Okay, so this was just her being a bitch got it so yeah so if this was before the car accident she was just being a bitch and then once she got into said car accident she became a mega bitch yeah that's still later on though when she yeah yeah we'll get we'll get more into that i was just kind of mentioning either way uh he couldn't leave the house to hang out with friends because she would manipulate him and you know the poor kid was already in such a bad place mentally he probably didn't want her to leave too if she didn't if he didn't do what she asked so he always had friends come to the manor instead because that's what his mother ordered and of course when he got older he served 12 years in the military which is pretty awesome good for him yeah and it was the the, um, western germany military so like in uh, for the german people i'm not sure how to pronounce it in english but like for the german people uh it was in nordheim westfalen so yeah like the time that he spent there kind of seemed like he was kind of getting over the whole cannibalistic urge thing and that's when he started to question sexuality that's <laughs> Bird already had his questioned his sexuality Bird already had his now it's his turn to learn that men are great so he had that whole piece um you know kind of just like experimented probably during during his military time as well so Mm. and then he was caught in an accident that was caused by drunk driving twice he was thrown out of the military and forced to move back in with his mother so there's that Mm. 
Yeah, because like the first time he only lost his license, and exactly that night when he lost his license, uh, he drove again, drunk, and had another accident, and that was the final score to uh, which led to him just being kicked out of the military because he had two uh, marks on his record. What seems to be the officer problem? Exactly. <laughs> he just like rolls down the wrong window to talk to him. Oh, I can see it now. Beautiful. Uh, obviously, he didn't see the fucking thing that made him crash. What seems to be the officer problem? <laughs> yeah, but like this, like, uh, like because he was actually starting to get better while he was serving military time. Uh, but like because he was kicked out of it, so quote unquote suddenly, um, this like because he had to move back to his mother. Mm-hmm. Um, this caused him to like hit this all-time low because he was back in this horrible situation where he had to care for her and everything and that's when uh, the mother actually had the car crash but actually did survive and didn't die but this car crash uh, led to the mother to like need more attention because uh, she was more fragile and everything which then again in return meant that Armin had to stay home alone longer like care for the mother and then had like long nights where he'd be alone and he had like basically nothing to do because the mother would be sleeping and he wasn't allowed to just leave the house although he was grown uh, a grown person yeah he was just in a really tight spot his mother was very manipulative and there was very little that he could do like you said he had no options so that's all he really had yeah, and and because like because he like had to return to this horrible situation, right? Like this mm-hmm. this same environment and everything. He grew back into his obsession of cannibalism, which he had actually, for the majority at least, uh, lost while he was serving military time. Mm-hmm. But he got it back as soon as he well got back to his mother. And uh, throughout the internet, actually, he discovered a place called the Cannibal Cafe. And uh, this is this website is now discontinued, but well has been for a while. Um, but if any of the listeners still want to like check through it and see posts that he has made, um, you could use just the Wayback Machine, which is a way that we use to look at things, try and get more information. Um, if you don't feel like putting yourself through all that trauma, well, not trauma, tr- uh, trouble. I'll just describe it the best way I can. Think of a very early 2000s website that took like 10 minutes to throw together and just had a bunch of concerning links at the top of the screen. That's basically it. So now you've seen it. Moving on. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> a conversation between people who have this really strong fascination with cannibalism. There were a lot of German and British people for some reason, which kind of threw me off, but you know. <laughs> And then his mom died. Yep. Then his mother died in um, September of 1999 uh, due to a heart attack. And uh, she died um, during the day. And uh, Armin wasn't at home. He was actually at work when she had the heart attack. So he came back from work and he just saw that his mother had uh, died. Uh, which then, of course, left Armin in charge of the manor and... Uh, manner um, and that meant he was now quote unquote free but 
he still must have been too far down the rabbit hole already since he wasn't really trying to leave and he must have already had this like altered uh, perception of reality that like this mm-hmm. morbid stuff it's normal and there's nothing to worry about or whatever right so he didn't really think it was a bad thing if anything he saw this as like he probably saw this as like um oh now i don't have a mother that is constantly watching over me now i can just go for it all the way you know yeah, he could finally get out of the house, you know, find somebody, fall in love, I don't know, maybe eat a limb or two, experiment, <laughs> eat yeah, some limbs. Would you like to start talking about how the crime actually did went down? Gladly. It's my favorite part. I just love describing crime scenes. I don't know why. That's probably why I started this podcast, just because I like to describe. I love describing. So he posted an ad on this forum called the Cannibal Cafe, which we had mentioned, and he was trying to find his partner, right? He made many posts, not just one, not two, many, asking for a man of the age around 18 to 25, and then once that didn't get a lot of attention, he expanded to 18 to 30, who was willing to be butchered and eaten, like, sexually. That... (laughs) Please, just don't ask me how you can be eaten sexually. I don't really... Yeah, literally, like, people have this fetish of, like, yeah, you're gonna, I don't know. Consume just, me over a span of ten months. chop my arm off, cook it, and then eat it, and then people would find that sexually arousing. Quite literally. I mean, to each their own, but as long as yeah. it's to somewhat... Be fair, to be fair, sexual interests are interesting, to say the least. Yeah, I mean... I'm a firm believer in the to each their own thing, and I think yeah, I've said yeah, that course. at least five times in this. But as long as it's like humane, to say the least, like go for it, whatever you want. But if it's as if you think it could be not, illegal, yeah. don't do it. Yeah, as long as you're not actually hurting someone, is it like doing something to them that they wouldn't like? Don't do it. Right. If, if, if they don't uh, want you to do something, don't do it. If you're hurting anyone else mm-hmm. in the process of doing something with someone else, don't do it because you're still hurting someone. Right. I will say it one time and one time only. Consent is sexy, okay? <laughs> we need that. All right. Moving along. He met that guy there. He met Baron, who was willing to be eaten. And, you know, there were a bunch of others. They were like, yeah, you can eat us, but... Once uh, Amin met up with them, they kind of backed out of it. Like this guy named Jörg Bose. I probably said that wrong, but either way, he only backed out when Amin tied him up. And honestly, I don't blame him because he was probably not thinking it all the way through. Like, wow, this is happening. But he probably <laughs> he was probably too sober to let it happen. Because because the things like oh. Uh, because he was like all like proper into it, right? And then mm-hmm. he got like tired, and then he was like, "Yeah, oh, actually, I don't think I really want to do this." Right? Poor Amin because... went through all the trouble. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, like, also, um, which is a thing to people. like also back up the fact that he never forced anyone to do anything. Yeah, he he just let them go. He just said, "Okay, if you don't want to do this, I'm just gonna let you go." And the guy left. He's completely well. Nothing was done to him by Armin. I don't know what happened to the guy afterward, of course, but, like, Armin didn't do anything to him, so. At least he has some dignity. That's good. 
I mean, there's only so much you can have, but either way. So, like, (laughs) I feel bad for Toby because Toby's the one who found all these, but before they met up, they had, like, multiple conversations and they'd send each other, like, nudes and, like, they would sext frequently and, like, you know, kind of... Really kind of getting freaky over the internet here. Yeah, it's really uncomfortable to read dirty texts from like 40-year-old German men. <laughs> I'm sorry, as a, Toby. As a German guy, I I do not condone this behavior. <laughs> I'm sorry, Toby. <laughs> well, we, we had to... I, I, we did not need to... Well, I did not need to see those things, but we had to at least get the com- confirmation somehow. Today is a day that I'm glad I can't read German. (laughs) Today's the day that I'm disappointed that I understand German. (laughs) All right. Do you want to carry on from here? Uh, sure. So, like, when they actually uh, did meet up, um, they like planned out the whole thing of like how they were going to like live out their fantasies, and Bound even um, backed out first, like one time. But like, literally, when they arrived back at the uh, station where. I mean, had picked him up, uh, band, uh, when like, okay, you know what? Let's do it, actually, right? After literally going back and forth. And on the way back, they actually bought medication, and I think, Nova, you know what exactly it was? Oh, yes, I do. It was, uh, a bottle of cough syrup, I think. Yeah, nothing like 20 sleeping pills and half a bottle of schnapps. Yeah, was it only half a bottle? Uh, was it a whole yeah, it was half a bottle, I believe. Yeah, but keep in mind to it was the listener, European schnapps. Yeah, uh, European schnapps is stronger than American. Uh, Wait, did you say it was like thirty-five percent? So, like the average is roughly thirty-five percent, and uh, European people, or at least in Germany, I think, uh, they drink it directly from the bottle. Right. While Americans still mix it together. So keep in mind that this schnapps is actually much stronger than the lower percentage of alcohol beverage in America. And I've heard Americans tell me it was strong. Like, the American one, I mean. So, like, I Yeah, don't know. but in all defense, in all what defense, German people, German people drink a lot of alcohol. <laughs> so and, Americans, I, I, I would I, be surprised. I, I, I can confirm that... A lot of young people in Germany might be attacking some of the listeners by this. A lot of young people in Germany Sorry, at the age at the age <laughs> of fourteen have already had some form of alcoholic drink in Germany. I had to apologize preemptively. Because it, it's weirdly normalized here. I mean you can already buy some alcohol once you're sixteen here. So Oh fun. That's interesting. Yeah, but only like not as strong ones like wine or beer for example which it doesn't make sense because you still could buy a copious amount and then you could just get still as drunk get absolutely hoisted shit face (laughs) but moving back to the actual case um yes (laughs) right uh so he actually did decide to go through with it about um and the, 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 at that point, I was questioning, like, if, if he actually he lived, did go through. The thing is, if he would live through... Uh, what would happen if he would... Yeah. What would happen if he actually got his dick severed, survived, and then would return <laughs> to his husband? Assuming that those two are sexually active, oh how God. do you explain to your husband, oh yeah, I'm sorry, my dick got lost? 
I just like I can just see like his husband laying in bed all like sexy like like do you wanna you oh, no. you know do you wanna come get into it and he's like sorry I can't get it up oh, right no, now no 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 not forty year old German man doing that <laughs> everybody does it Toby you gotta accept oh, it God, someday yeah, no, I, I, no I still haven't accepted it I'm free <laughs> oh my god no it's just I'm sorry I can't get it up right now like and he just rushes away. <laughs> God. Is it me? Is it me? <laughs> right, so when they actually did get back to Arnie's place, um, they uh, they went through with the plan, of course. Um, they Operation actually, Castration. <laughs> yeah, basically. So they actually um, shared Ben's penis Um and Pop they that shit had, right off. They, they, they try to, at least. Uh, but it was... Uh, get this. It was too tough to chew. No! And, <laughs> mind blown, right? It's not like it's a whole fucking organ just made out of... Um, tissue. Tissue. Yeah. You know? But, uh, so, I mean, even tried to bite it off. But that didn't work, so... Um, well, obviously. Then, yeah, yeah. He tried to use a knife. Uh... But that also didn't work the first night, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so imagine you're trying to fucking cut it off, but you're not fucking getting through, right? And, and you're just going through multiple fucking things. I'm Im- I'm imagining that the pain was not quite pleasant, maybe for a band, but you know. Um, and then he had to use a second knife, and that actually then did work. Um, but wasn't the first I, one like just like a kitchen cleaver and he like tried to hack at it and it wasn't I like to go. imagine I like to imagine that the first well quote unquote like to imagine uh, I'd like to think <laughs> that the first one was just a butter knife <laughs> that they were they were like yeah a butter knife is good enough it's a knife isn't it <laughs> and then just it's trying serrated but it's enough. not working yeah and, and it just doesn't work you know he just looks up um, and I'm like it won't go <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but um, and apparently, like thirty seconds after um, the dick being removed, right, Ben said, um, apparently, right, that the pain didn't last that long, and he was actually disappointed. Um, I... Yeah, I- I'm disappointed you cut my dick off and it didn't hurt after a while. <laughs> Where's the pain? <laughs> yeah. Where do you feel the pain? In your dick? No, it's severed. <laughs> exactly where do you feel it right but like the thing is um the thing that he did enjoy though uh, this is a bit graphic by the way you might want to skip forward obviously I mean you're listening to this you should be prepared if you're um, chill with gri- gr- graphic descriptions that's a word <laughs> if you're chill with graphic descriptions feel free to keep listening if not skip ahead right so um now that everyone who doesn't prefer that um so the thing that actually did apparently like satisfy him to put it the most quote-unquote normal way is um the fact that it actually spewed blood like a fucking fountain which weird paint that image into your minds guys like just no, I'm not gonna describe it. No, burn that shit in there. It's like I can just see like a little stump. <laughs> <laughs> God. 
little stump with like a little like a little spew going on. You know. <laughs> oh Lord. That doesn't give you a real nice mental image. I don't know what will. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. Yes, um, you're all so welcome. If you guys have nightmares about that tonight, think of me. They chose this podcast. They could have. They did. They yeah. did. I warned yeah. you in the beginning, and I just warned you again. So you cannot say, you literally can't say that I didn't warn you, because I warned you twice, thank you. <laughs> right, but actually, moving on again. Yes. So, um, after they severed it, um, they tried to make it easier to eat by, uh, I mean, frying it up in a bit of bent fat. Salt, pepper, uh, yeah, yeah, like, like, like a, a little bit of wine, and then yeah, yeah, fat in there, and then he was like full blown Gordon Ramsaying that shit. Yeah, like like the thing that uh, like all kinds of fucking ingredients he would use on any sort of fucking regular dish, right? Um, but the the funny thing I read in an article is uh, it was actually described that it shriveled up. <laughs> I I don't know if it's just me or uh, at Nova. But it, it's just funny to visualize like you trying to make this dish and then it just shrivels up. It just slowly starts shrinking. <laughs> right, just... and then Yeah, go on. It shrinks into non-existent and it's just, it's just like boop and then it's just gone. <laughs> it would like like um the, the, he then kept trying to make it something edible, right? But through these multiple attempts, um, it kind of just like led to it being burned, just inedible, basically. And uh, he actually fed it to his dog. Insert sad trombone here. Um, I I don't really, I don't really like the idea of just feeding it to your dog. I would, at least like throw it outside like yeah well then again then again you would have quote unquote evidence outside you know well it's just he's just gonna say well it's just a burnt dick it's just a burnt dick do you mind telling us what this is a lunch (laughs) I tried man I tried it's just like one particle in a bag it's just (laughs) it's just like a chunk because it shriveled too much he's like it's uh it's um lunch yeah. it's my snack <laughs> right and of course because of like the um I cooked it I'm trying to talk about what happened to him after it got cut off please I should just do the rest of the podcast in that voice <laughs> your podcast you can do whatever you want <laughs> he's bleeding out in the bathtub <laughs> <laughs> I but like as I was trying to Okay, serious out, time, serious time. <laughs> right, so because of this inflicted wound, um he uh, as mentioned before, he lost a lot of blood. Uh which like of course, um if you lose a lot of blood you're gonna like lose conscious, but he was also still trying to keep his conscious right. So he just kept fading in and out of conscious and um eventually Amin had the quote unquote mercy uh with him and actually killed him in the morning. Uh, quite literally meaning that Bant spent the entire night fading in and out of existence, um, struggling to stay alive, right? I'm like, I have to be honest, I don't see what he was expecting to happen. 
But don't forget that one little detail where he kissed him before he shoved the knife through his throat. Yeah. Honestly, no. I don't know how to feel about that because part of me wants to say, oh, it's romantic. But then again, there's nothing more romantic than getting a knife shoved through your throat. So like, yeah, while, while you're asleep. While you're asleep, exactly. Like, and trying to stay alive. Like, the poor guy, he didn't necessarily want to die, but, like, he knew that it might happen, so he kind of wanted it to go, like, easily. So, I don't want to say he slapped him in a bathtub, because that's much more violent than what actually happened. Mm. Um, Amin ran him a bath and put uh, Berndt in it and went downstairs to read a Star Trek book. Like, I did not make this up. (laughs) That is what he did. And then he came back, and Baron was still alive, and he was just like, fuck, man, I can't kill this guy. And then it was, like, a long time, like, three hours he was there. And he just took him out and laid him down, and that's when he kind of started fading in and out of consciousness, like, kind of sad. Well, that's how that guy died. And then... And then... And then... Hear me out. This is is gonna be graphic. This part is going to be graphic again, so... Why not get a third warning up in there? I will warn you again. I'm warning (laughs) you so hard right now. There's gonna be another graphic bit. So... Here we go. I'm just going for it. After killing Bear, he decapitated him, hung him upside down by his legs. I don't know... I like the hanging upside down by his legs thing reminds me of a scene from Terrifier. I'm pretty sure it's done. <gasps> Don't ask how I know. I hate that movie. I'm pretty sure it's done in order to get all the blood that's going from the feet all the way to the bottom of the arm. Yeah. In order to like have all kinda... of the blood go away. That's of course that's like what they do to animals. They uh, they slit the throats and then they just kind of hang them upside down and just wait. Yeah, in order to get rid of the majority of the blood inside the body. Makes it less messy to cut. Uh, he washed oh he split him in half removed the organs and then he just kind of washed him and then he put the knees aside I remember hearing that he put the knees aside uh, dried out the knees um, and he told Baron exactly what he was going to do to him and especially with the knee thing and Baron found it cute he was like oh because it's good fertilizer you're going to put it in your garden <laughs> And then I'm, like, not even lying. And Ahmed was just like, yeah, how did you know? It was, like, crazy shit. <laughs> Bonding over using your knees for fertilizer. Yeah. But <laughs> when have you not made a new friend by using your knees for fertilizer? <laughs> I know that's the first thing I always ask when I'm, you know, making yeah, a new friend. Yeah. No, Quick question. Can I, <laughs> can I use your knees for fertilizer? <laughs> yeah, of course I said yes. <laughs> but he um saved the knees saved the tendons like all the organs and stuff that he didn't eat because he was only in it for the meat he didn't want organs and then again that would be kind of weird just <laughs> i'm gonna eat your lung okay just like <laughs> so you draw the line at the flesh but not the lungs and everything no, no, that was a joke. <laughs> I, I, I don't yeah, condone no, the, the organs are not acceptable, but the, the, the flesh completely fine. Because it's like steak, you think, right? Like I don't like steak. No. I just don't... It's Because that's like... It's got... It's food. Like, steak is food. 
That <laughs> yeah, but not kids. Fish are friends, not food. But yeah, like organs, I don't know why, but they've got like a less okay texture to me. And it's just like, oh. <laughs> so <laughs> organs before. Interesting. No, I've just felt them. And before <laughs> that starts sounding weird, hear me out. In my sixth grade class, we had to dissect a sheep heart for a, uh, like a, I don't know what it was, like an experiment. But I was the one holding it, and I was like dry heaving the whole time. Yeah, fair. I was like, <laughs> they were like, "Nova, you're not holding it right." And I was like, "Shut up! I am holding a fucking sheep heart." And I'm just like, I don't know why. Part of me forgot it was a muscle. I was expecting it to be squishy, and it was like really firm. And I was just like, "Oh, jeez." <laughs> Either way, I got derailed. Either way, um. So this man managed to eat 44 pounds of his flesh. Over roughly like the span of ten months, which is probably more food than I could eat in ten months. Um, I'm very small, so and he kept his head and pulverized the bones. I love that word so much. <laughs> pulverized, just complete annihilation. And after he deboned him, and he just kind of he buried his skull in his garden. And I remember Bernd wanting that to happen.、Um, <laughs> one stipulation: Can you bury my skull in your garden, pretty please? Bull. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>、um, you know, he packaged it all, put it in the. He had a false bottom to his freezer, so he would put all the flesh under there. And I remember hearing that when the、um, police saw it, he tried to. <laughs> he tried to tell them it was boar meat. Like, sir, how many boars did you kill? <laughs> Please explain this to me. He had like thirty pounds worth of flesh in there. The, um, it's boars. Like, <laughs> that's like a good five boars.、Mm. All right. Do you want to describe the first meal? Well, I don't want to describe it, but it's a direct. I can't. It's not describing it; it's just reading out a direct quote, isn't it? Yeah. Do you want to quote his first meal? Sure, might as well. Of course, it's translated from German to English,、um, so might be some form of mistranslation because I just took the quote directly from an article.、Um, but this is how it was translated. So he said, "I decorated the table with nice candles." I took out my best dinner service and fried a piece of rump steak, a piece from his back, made what I call princess potatoes, a brus and Brussels sprouts. After I prepared my meal, I ate it. The first bite was, of course, very strange. It was a feeling I can't really describe. I'd spent over forty or thirty years longing for it, dreaming about it, and now I was getting the feeling that I was actually achieving this perfect inner connection through his flesh. The flesh tastes like pork, but stronger, more substantial. Although I don't think that other people have noticed the difference had they eaten it. It tasted really good, and it, just letting that sink in. Yeah, give that a minute to just. Yeah. <laughs> but like, if you think about it, right? So it actually says, yeah, it was really good. It tastes super、uh, nice and everything, and. It's really ironic because I actually also made like a follow-up on 
if there's any like sort of new interviews or whatever by and I found an interview from 2013 it's in German so I'll have to translate it roughly so ahead of time I'm sorry if I stir a bit much um but so read one of the paragraphs in German just because no the, the thing is it's built as like a dialogue kind of thing and it would be just awkward to do it that way um but he was interviewed um and he was asked how do you see the situation now 2013 and he says i see it from a completely different uh point of view um thanks to like this really uh excessive surfing on the internet and everything his like whole uh world view was completely shifted and everything that was like actually really absurd and everything became like normal and everything but apparently um he would now because he's apparently cured um he would see completely different and he was also asked yeah do, do you think you uh you acted wrong and of course he did and he said yeah i definitely uh, acted wrong uh i i would never do that again uh i would nowadays rather send him to a psychiatrist uh, and me as well if i were in that situation and he also says if i could i would turn back time and actually undo what i did um and people also asked how how he felt about the uh, entire situation mm -hmm. and he said he kind of felt like he was seduced into this situation and he never actually thought that he had a side like that in him uh, which it, it feels weird because he said yeah I've, uh, or it's said he's been doing that for like a lot of his time in the youth like literally from the age of I don't know 8 or 10 when he made that imaginary younger brother called Frank um <laughs> would you Plot like to twist. say anything? it's all just Frank <laughs> yeah yeah and the thing is that he's also like um asked like what do you think about the crime itself if you think about it nowadays how are you like how do you feel about it and he's like, it's it's just horrible, uh, those horrible moments. I, 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 I don't want to relive them. Um, and he feels bad about being titled as this um, cannibal. Well, this I mean... Disgusting cannibal. But it's That's kind of what it is, he though. Did it. He did it, so he has to, quote-unquote, accept this title. Yeah, but, but it also shows he doesn't really see this title as a reward, apparently. But it's still odd, you know. What's right. funny to me is like the fact that he's like, "Don't call me a cannibal," and like, "What the fuck else do we call you?" Yeah, it's, like, <laughs> it's not like just saying that's gonna be like, "Oh, okay, sorry, we didn't mean for it to offend you. Mm. You killed and ate a man. They're not gonna treat you like." I don't know, you just saved 12 puppies from a burning shelter. Like, he's not a hero, and people aren't gonna really respect his wishes as much, honestly. I hate to say it, but it's true. Um, because of the things that he did, and I just find it funny, like, I wish I could take it all back, and he was just like, I'm sorry. 
yeah. I didn't mean to. <laughs> but the thing is, like, the last thing that he was asked, right, is like, can you understand why people called you this disgusting cannibal? Right, and he was like, well, yes and no, I understand that people judge me like that, uh, but he never expected the media to like pay that much attention to it to like actually get that much attention about it like just the entire situation to be reported that much mm-hmm. and he says yeah I could have gone without that um, but it kind of feels weird how he's like oh yeah I didn't expect that much media to talk about it which kind of comes across like he didn't see it as that big of a deal and still yeah. right so it just this whole conversation of him it doesn't feel genuine really I'm, I'm no psychiatrist of fucking course right but it doesn't feel genuine in my opinion yeah anybody can apologize but whether they mean it or not that's that's the real problem honestly I think you've also said uh, something about him roaming around yeah now. They let him out of jail um, as part of a, uh, I think it's like a rehabilitation thing. They let him walk around in a disguise. But what's funny is the website I was reading described his disguise. Um, They let him wear a cap and glasses. And it's not like people are now going to be looking for him but wearing a cap and glasses. It's not like it's going to totally ruin that for him. No, why would it? No, never. It's not like he has a quite distinguishable face. He does. I remember saying like three times during the research period that he looked like he could unhinge his jaw like a snake. Yeah, and the, the, the person he reminded me first of, which is coincidentally also a cannibal, <laughs> is Hannibal Lecter. And I find it weird how coincidental both of them are cannibals. And they look similar, right? But at the same time, the one is, I think... I'd like to think that the uh, Hannibal Lecter is only fictional. Um, yeah. Though I'm pretty sure some people might have tried to take um, Seven to his uh, feet or whatever, right? As in, like, trying to do what Hannibal Lecter did. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still odd, to say the least. <laughs> what do you want to be when you grow up? Hannibal Lecter, get this child some help. Yeah, sums it up. He just cover his ears like, get this child away from me. Yeah. (laughs) But, but like, overall, um, just to, like, sum up the entire situation again, um, I think, like, as we've established, I think the victim, uh, Bant, I feel like he can be seen as a victim to some degree, but I wouldn't really say he's a victim, victim, because he did agree to it, and... He, he did agree to it for the most part, but he didn't agree to be yeah. murdered. Yeah, he agreed to it to the most part. And to Armin Maivas, I have to say, like, yes, he did have a fucked up childhood, and the mother should have definitely done a lot better. Uh, but at the same time, I can also understand how the mother ended up because of, like, this whole breaking up stuff all the time, and then the father left them with nothing mm-hmm. and everything. But it still doesn't, first of all, excuse the mother's behavior, and it definitely doesn't excuse Amin's behavior, right? He should have gotten help when he could. But That's the thing. Said, yeah, keeping also in mind the times and stuff, right, that, like, psychiatrists mm-hmm. were really appreciated. Um, 
along with the like just the whole yeah you can't really be gay it's a kind of just not it's it's unholy or whatever right especially like yeah it was in those times yeah yeah so like i think so you're telling me my patient is going to be not only a cannibal but a gay one like i can already see how that would unfold yeah but but like i said so like to sum it up i think like the victim kind of debatable of course Mm-hmm. But but I think I mean um, I was a lot of co- a lot could have been done to prevent what happened. Uh, I think like very what true. happened in itself is also pretty gruesome, uh, especially like because there is video footage like apparently a four hour long video footage that has not been released to public and I don't think will be. Uh, but apparently there are three screenshots of that footage, which. Only if you don't have a weak stomach, I recommend looking up. If you do have a weak stomach, don't look at it. It's, it's basically crazy. just a dude getting cut in half. It's uh, it's the uh, it's pretty it's graphic. Thing. It's the it's scene where he quality, describes but... <laughs> yeah. It's the scene where he describes hanging the guy upside down and yeah. preparing him to be eaten. Let's put it that way for the people. He's getting him ready for chompies. <laughs> yeah. Um, I should also. I feel like it's worth mentioning that since. Amin is now a vegetarian. <laughs> so, I mean, good for him, I guess. Hooray? Question mark? However, yeah, that's basically the bulk of it. Yeah, but yeah, like, to, like I said, to sum it up, pretty messed up crime if you think about it. Um, mm-hmm. And the fact that it's in Germany and everything, like one of the bigger criminals, quote unquote, in Germany. Um, and to think that, like, of course, th- criminals don't just exist in America, right? It can be. I would hope not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Anywhere, right? I was in like, the hope of just yeah, criminals. They like to actually grasp the fact that, like, uh, anyone could be a criminal anywhere in whatever country mm-hmm. even if they're not as massively reported on um and it just makes you think right yeah i also wanted to mention oh this thing that i say sometimes at the end of videos like these not videos this isn't a fucking video i'm just <laughs> like i'm my brain is slowly shutting down the more that i think about this so at the end of stuff like this i like to say that This is kind of what happens to people who don't end up with the help that they need. Because, like, I spoke about somebody earlier, not earlier, but, like, before, who had schizophrenia but, like, wasn't treated properly and ended up killing some people. Um, If you haven't listened to that one, go listen to it. This is not a threat. It's just I sound violent sometimes. And, And, like... When people, sadly, they don't get the help that they need, it can slowly drive them insane, and stuff like this can end up happening. And it's just, it's so sad, because honestly, Amin might have been a decent guy if, like, he had gotten help and kind of overcame it. Yeah. But sadly, he didn't have that luxury and, you know, ate a guy. But... If anybody listening to this is, like, feeling struggly, that's not the right word, uh, having a difficult time, get help. Just 
get help. Honestly, everybody, everybody has something. And by all means, if you feel unsafe or just don't like how you feel, like anything, if you just don't feel like you should, and you just want to help change that or better your mindset, reach out to somebody. There's always going to be someone who cares about you, whether you like it or not. I care about you. So you've got that on your conscience now. Either way, whether you like it or not, I care about you. And that's a threat. No, it's not a threat. Don't panic. Yeah, there's my little thing that I say sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I do completely agree that, like, if you genuinely do feel like you're struggling, you definitely should try to find help and, like, open up to anyone. Talking to anyone actually does help. Um, Even if it's just to have, like, to get rid of it from your chest, it genuinely does help. I've talked to a rock before. It helps. (laughs) Yeah, that, that might help too, but... Go try that. Pick up a rock. Go talk to it. A two-person might help a bit more because you can actually get responses and advice. (laughs) Yeah, but what if it's not good advice? If you talk to a rock, they won't won't judge. Well, then just find another person. Or you could find another rock. Or do that. Or you know what you could do? You could get a whole bunch of rocks. And then you could have, like, a rock council. And you can become, like, the mayor of the rocks. I'm, like, starting a whole story here. <laughs> I'm just a small-town rock mayor. <laughs> I guess that works. Yeah. Should we end it here? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Woo! Thank you for joining us today. That was a lot of fun. I had fun. I'm sure you had fun. I hope you had fun. Please have fun. Either way, make sure you follow me. Hit that little notification bell so you're notified every time that I upload something new. And be sure to come back. I am always here. Except for when I'm not. Either way, thank you for listening to the NovaCast.